0: Andy McNamara with you here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app. It is Toronto Today. Give us a follow on Twitter, at TSN 1050 Radio, at AndyMC81. Got a fun show for you. Producer Joe Narson, the house Steve Eliopoulos, as well, working the board. We got another Maple Leafs poll question for you, folks. Oh, wonder if it's going to hit the the red hot level that yesterday's did. Just about 4,000 votes on our hypothetical trade question, you guys were bringing it the good, the bad, the ugly. It got heated yesterday. We'll dive back into some of the tweets and, uh, well, thoughts and results on if you had to get a top-level defenseman and had to give away either Nylander, Marner, Freddie Anderson, or, or not Freddie Anderson, Jake Gardner, or Nazem Kadri. who would it be? We'll get uh kind of wrap up that poll because... Yeah, man, it was it was heated yesterday. We got a new leaf poll question today, but first on the show, in about twenty minutes' time, we'll get Trip Eisenhower, former PGA and Web.com tour player, current Golf Channel analyst, about the FedEx Cup, about the official Phil Mickelson versus Tiger Woods match. It's called the match, historic head-to-head, eighteen-hole duel between Woods and Mickelson. What does it mean? Do you care? Is it 10 years too late? We'll get into that with Trip Eisenhower. A little CFL talk with Glenn Suter, CFL on TSN Analysts, You heard there in the update from Tristan about the Argonauts and their interest, and it looks like it's getting real close to Jeron Carter coming to the big smoke. How about that? Montreal wouldn't touch him. Saskatchewan threw him out, but he might coming to Toronto. And if you don't know Deron Carter, he's the son of Pro Football Hall of Famer Chris Carter from an athleticism standpoint. Elite receiver. Had that crazy behind-the-back, one-handed twist catch. If that happened in the NFL, that thing would be played all over the world. He is a freak. He's fast. He's tall. He can break through tackles like he can do it. The problem with De'Ron Carter has been that he's a diva. He's tough to get along with. He doesn't always put in a full effort. Defenses can sometimes read plays. If he doesn't hustle up to the line, they know he's not getting the ball. There are issues. But with Diargos pushing, now tied with Hamilton for second in the East, pushing, trying to get over the top. you got McLeod Bethel-Thompson starting to click a quarterback. You could use a guy like that. Does it make sense? And we'll get to into that with Glenn Suter and also the Argos matchup uh, with the Montreal Alouettes that goes tomorrow at 7.30 in Montreal. You can catch that here on TSN 1050 or on TSN the TV side. That would be a real interesting signing. And if you can keep him straight, and there's a relationship. Jim Pop was the general manager when he was in Montreal, drawn Carter before Saskatchewan. Now he did wear out his welcome there. But if he's Mentally right? Whew, you got an elite level talent. You just pop an elite level talent onto your roster. That's huge. So that'll be at 11.40. Zig for at 12 o'clock. High noon. Sirius XM NFL host and anchor. My guy Zig. There's always a ton to talk about in the NFL. This is the start of the third preseason week today. The dress rehearsal, they call it. So this is when all the starters are going to play at least a half of football. And what they want to do in this case is... Have the starters through two quarters, take the halftime break, come out, and get that post halftime break feel to get ready for the regular season. Then, week four, nobody plays, no starters play. So, this is the most interesting week of the preseason because you actually, it'll actually resemble a real NFL football game. Now, you're still not going to see creative blitzes or packages, no one really wants to tip their hand. And this is the week where a lot of guys will, well, they'll get injured, unfortunately. And this is where you want to track. You're going to see backups in the later part of the game. And, and this is where the rosters really start to come into effect. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that with, the, with Zig. Uh, also, the other storylines, Patriots cut useless wide receiver Kenny Britt, who's absolutely terrible. And they're not interested in Des Bryant. So that's another story. Now with Des Bryant, he was met with the Browns, left without a contract with Josh Gordon coming back. Now apparently the Patriots not interested. Is there going to be a place for Des Bryant in the NFL in 2018? And at 1240, we'll swing around the NBA, some Raptors talk, some NBA wide top with NBA.com's Gilbert McGregor. So that will be at 1240. So a lot of show today. Is producer Joe Narsa back there? you there, Joe? Can't see with the lights. There we go. Joe, uh, we, we got we to polish off our poll question from yesterday because this got crazy. It, as of the poll closed like an hour ago, and people are still commenting on the poll. We have just about 4,000 votes. The impressions are into the, the 50,000 mark. It is wild. The question yesterday was if you're the Leafs GM, and how to part ways with a key piece to improve the defense, get a top guy on D, who would you trade away? Kadri, Nylander, Gardner, or Marner? Gardner ended up winning it with 66%. Nylander second at 19 Kadri at 13 and Marner at 2 And And Joe, we just had people going off on their own rants, just bashing each other, going back and forth. We had people coming at us, and then we have to share this one. So this guy, we, we have the people tweeting in who are like super leaf fan 40 and i'm not voting in this poll and we called them out right you definitely are voting in this poll and joe can we share the interaction with this one twitter follower who actually tweeted us a screenshot of him not voting in the poll me calling bs on it and then how did you reply joe
1: can you please share this so he tweeted out (laughs) you said he voted (laughs) which he did the the (laughs) The guy's name is Magic Mitch, and he's at Maddie Austin's. And his picture is Mitch Marner in his insurance commercial. Yes. So So he he had to do some work. He had to do some work to get that picture. And in his bio, it's like, Leafs forever. This is all I have. So you said he voted, and I responded with, quote, oh, this is a dumb poll. Votes for Jake Gardner. (laughs) So then he responded with an image of not voting. More more work that this guy's putting in to prove he didn't vote. Like he pulled the whole by with the cool face emoji. Yeah. So I said, I stand corrected. So who would you vote for? Dot 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 hypothetically with the shrugging emoji. Right. Seems like a pretty straightforward trap. The answer Hypothetically got to be Gardner given the options at this point they 've been thinking about giving up picks, and the Marley still acquired an established d man so good but he didn 't vote joe
0: he didn 't vote, but then he voted but he voted after you you not not you you 're not a, a mastermind evil genius here joe uh you you got him pretty easily,
1: yeah, so we had three it says we have three thousand eight hundred and sixty nine votes, but in here i 'm tapping my heart, listeners in here. <laughs> We have three thousand eight hundred and seventy votes because Magic Mitch,
0: Magic, you Mitch.
1: voted in here.
0: That's so good. But he didn't vote. But he didn't vote. Like the, the people who are like Super League fans who are were saying that they're not going to vote and then go off on the tangents is bizarre. Like, vote on the poll, having some fun. It, that was hilarious to me.
1: The issue that what gets me out. is that people get <laughs> mad because it's a it's a hypothetical question. But what that's, do you do sports. with your buddies Thank when you. you're sitting in a basement Thank having you. a beer? And there's nothing to talk about, and you're like, you know what would be really cool? Or for magic mention is mom's got Drew his mom's Doughty. basement. Yeah. Hey. I know. Maybe that's where everybody hangs out. Well. But they can talk about at least getting Drew Doughty or oh, imagine if we signed Joe Thornton too. But the first time we're like, what if they make a logical trade and get better on the decor? Oh, you guys are dumb. And then and then we have almost four thousand votes. This is terrible. I'm voting. I gotta say, one of my favorite responses that you had was somebody just responded with flush TSN down the toilet? <laughs> um, because we talked Maple Leafs, and you said that's not a poll option, so I'll say you voted Marner. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he lost his mind. He probably, he probably deleted Twitter.
0: He pro- he's like, I can't, yeah. And then he went on to vote absolutely. That was so. Good. Yeah, but Joe, you know, that's the thing. Imagine if you're you're sitting around with your buddies out at the bar in Magic Mitch's mom's basement, and you're you're saying you're coming up with these these hypothetical things, and you're the guy who's like, "This is stupid." They'd be like, "Bye, you're, you're no fun." It's sports. It's hypothetical. You have fun. And judging by the votes and the, I can't even count how many interactions we've had.
1: People like talking Leafs in Toronto. Uh, this just in, and not to mention. At least there was some logic behind it. Yes, it wasn't. This isn't a saying like, and you know what? Even before that, we had our PK Subban poll, and it was like maybe this could be a player that would be available. We're not saying he is, but if he became available, would he be? Provoking. It's thought-provoked hypothetical questions. It's not like, oh, should the Leafs get Crosby, McDavid, or Carlson? (laughs) Straight up, like we understand for Freddie the Go. Yeah, right.
0: And and that that's the thing we laid it out like with the PK Subban one, with. Recognizing salaries have to go back and forth. You put this out there, all a part of the conversation to see how we can make the Leafs better. Yeah, if it if it makes sense to do so. So that uh, that poll is to bed. The comments are still coming in. Have at it. Have have a lot of fun with it at TSN 1050 Radio at Andy MCD1 on Twitter. That was so fun. Um, today's poll is: The Maple Leafs had 49 wins and 105 points last season. If you had to bet. If you're going to Vegas, you're slapping down some coin. If you had to bet, are you taking the over or under 105 points for the Leafs this season? Keeping in mind Tampa Bay's in the division; they didn't get any worse. Boston's right there too. Are you taking over or under 105 points? Your options obviously are over or under, and you can vote on that at TSN 1050 Radio at Andy MC 81. Right now, how I'm looking at it, I think the easy answer is over. I I hope it's over, but I also wouldn't be surprised if this, if how this team is built, Joe. It's it's almost more how you figure things out. You get the chemistry down with John Tavares, Matthews, the whole line shuffling through the year, and then we see them really start to peak come playoff time. They don't peak around Christmas; it's come playoff time and the push, and then you get red hot once the postseason begins. So I'm going to vote under. Not that I think they're going to have a bad season but that I think they're going to really click
1: later on. I'm going to vote over, but I'm also going to like preface that with I don't think it's going to matter. So, what's interesting, last year in the Atlantic Division, the Maple Leafs ended up in third with 105 points. So they had 49 wins, 7 overtime points in losses. Yeah. What's kind of tough to bear is the fact that the Maple Leafs had a career uh, sorry, a franchise high in points. Mm-hmm. And they were third in the division. And they are still third! Because uh, the Lightning ended up with 113 points, and Boston ended up with 112 points. Yeah. What will be interesting for the Maple Leafs is how they acquire these points. So I'm going to say over, okay. but I want to see a more dominant team because realistically, does it matter if you end up in second, third, or first? Because either way, you're going to be playing Boston or Tampa. And, well, and unless you finish first, and well, then you get the wild card. But to do so... You're knocking off arguably the best team in the Atlantic Division. Like as oh, much yeah. as much as you wanna, you know, have a blast with the Maple Leafs and yeah, they got John Tavares. And that's all well and good. Well, that that Tampa Bay Lightning team are the Atlantic Division champs, and they still have, from my recollection, Steven Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, uh, Vasilevsky. They're a very very good team. They got and they got better. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not like they
0: took a step back. I could argue Boston you might be able to catch them
1: that's the team i constantly right? feel like is going to drop off at some point i think that they just seem to be kind of teetering right but it's been it, they've they've constantly been able to re their cy- their superstars have been cycling like Lucic was good And then he kind of You know Shelled off And then Cashed into Edmonton (laughs) Yeah and then You had Marchand come into his own As a superstar But now Krejci was struggling And then Pasternak Comes into his own And Bergeron is like Apparently ageless Nothing hurts him He's like the Terminator You Like the, the guy played With like no lungs In the Stanley Cup Finals He's insane One of the best centers In the league Their decor You constantly think There's no way They can hold up There's no way They can hold up Somehow they do and Rask bounced back last year after starting off pretty bad. I remember we had, uh, me and you were doing a show, I think, yeah. and we had uh, Travis Yost on. He was talking about Anton Kadoban stole the job. Yes. Like, it's his job.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: And, and then, that's uh, how bad it was for them. And then with
0: Boston, yeah. Okay, so if you get some regression. Now, if you finish second or third, yeah, you're right. You're going to be pretty much in the same spot, except you'll have home ice advantage. If you can overtake Tampa Bay, then, oh man. Like, you imagine you win the division, the city will be a mess. A, a, a mess. Just gushing. Joe, I got some I got some, uh, some bad news for me. Remember how he said last week I bought my Baker Mayfield walk-on hoodie? Uh, Baker Mayfield put out a tweet from his official Baker Mayfield account, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Said, please do not purchase from these websites my official walk-on clothing coming soon. Joe, I've been duped! So you have a fake oh. Baker Mayfield hoodie? <laughs> oh... Wah, wah, oh. wah. It looks the same
1: though.
0: I'm going to wear it. <sighs> That's
1: really funny. That's very Cleveland Browns because it's like, oh, we have Baker. a quarterback. <laughs> He's fake, but he looks like everybody else's quarterback.
0: <laughs> and then he had, oh man. Well, I'm bargain
1: lying. bin hunting for your bargain bin quarterback. But
0: a bargain, so
1: fake Baker
0: Mayfield uh, apparel at authentic Baker Mayfield apparel prices. <laughs> That's
1: rough. You should just return it. I'll make you one of those. Really? I yeah. think it
0: was made. It's it's very
1: easy. Like it'll it's say a, it's a Joe, white walks on. <laughs> Joe walks on. <laughs> it's a plain
0: white hoodie in black letters. Walk on, and then the spade sign that can be made. I'm gonna have to look into this further, folks. We're gonna get into some golf talk. Trip Eisenhower from the Golf Channel joins me next. Tiger versus Phil. It's official FedEx Cup going on. Stay tuned. A lot more coming up. Toronto today. TSN 1050. Welcome back to Toronto Today here on TSN 1050. Andy McNamara and with you until 1 o'clock. Still to come on the program, 1140. Glenn Suter, CFL and TSN analyst, talk about the possibility of Jerron Carter going to the Argos and also the league relaxing touchdown celebration rules. That's... Gonna result in some creativity, I hope. At noon, it'll be Zig for Cassie, Sirius XM, NFL host and anchor. Then 1240, some NBA and Raptors talk with Gilbert McGregor from NBA.com. Let's get into some golf here. Trip Eisenhower from the Golf Channel, analyst and commentator. Trip, how's it going? Uh, wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. And listen, let let's get right into it. It is the it's been made official, Tiger versus Phil. Now, <laughs> My question, and, and trip. sometimes we see this, we see it in sports, Pacquiao uh, versus Mayweather and other things, sometimes these dream matchups happen a few years too late. Is that the case here, or do you think these two can put on a show?
2: Oh, they're going to put on a show. Don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a little too late, and I, I would love to see a little of their own skin in the game, if you know what I mean. I mean, uh, where they have a little side wager for a million of their own dollars or hmm. something like that, but... Uh, it, this is good. I mean, they're, they're going to be, uh, the large majority of the money is going to be going to charity, is my understanding. So, um that's, that's a good thing. And, and it, you know, when two heavyweights, like you said, I mean, when two big names like this get together, uh, but if you're, if you're a betting man, at least in Vegas, they have, uh, they have Tiger heavily favored right now, and it's probably because of the way Phil Mickelson's been playing, Um and probably the way he's been playing has some concern for uh Jim Furyk as we're uh nearing the Ryder Cup uh time where he's got to make his other picks and i'm sure he would like to see some form out of Phil so that um he can be assured and uh, sleep a little easier knowing that Phil's going to be on the team
0: Tripp, what do you think the interest level is going to be pay-per-view-wise from this? Like, is this something where hardcore golf fans will put up their nose or will they be interested the general public? I think it has more of a maybe a, a general public feel. How do you think this will be received overall?
2: Yeah, I, you know, there's there's way more questions than answers on that. What yeah. I'm up in the air, too, I, I just don't know um, the pay-per-view aspect of it. I just don't know what it's going to, um, you know, how much it's going to draw, et-, et cetera. So, We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, You know, anytime Tiger Woods is on the golf course, uh, what we saw in in St. Louis at the PGA was just, it it was incredible. And you throw in, uh, you know, the fact of what Phil can do and the fact that they're going to do a match play format probably. That's my understanding. That's probably better for both of them because we know they're both prone to hitting a few foul balls and making, Mm -hmm. (laughs) making a few big numbers. But that doesn't hurt you in match play near like it does in stroke play.
0: It'll be fascinating to watch, man. Uh, and the side wagers, I guess, really, Trip. when we look at how they can make this entertaining, I would hope that they'll be mic'd up. I would, I would think they would be. And then, yeah, the talk of some, some side wagers, and, and maybe if it is more of, of their money in the game, that could make things a little spicy. But the, to actually make this entertaining for that long of a period, like this is going to be a full 18 holes over a couple holes, maybe. But to have this interesting drawn out, they're going to have to get creative, I would think.
2: I think so too, and and you know sometimes in these environments we might we might come out with new technology or hmm. you know new ways to to make the sport uh, you know more more modern and more um, up with the with the uh, younger generation et cetera because uh, that is a concern for a lot of golfers is making sure that uh, you know we we hit that new demographic and and uh, get them interested in the great game of golf.
0: Has there ever been? anything like this in golf before I know, not the pay-per-view side, but as far as like dream matchups or anything, this seems just like a, a real unique event.
2: Well, there used to be the show's wonderful world of golf back in the, um, in the days, you know, they had uh Hogan play Snead, and um, there were matches like that, that you would certainly say would qualify, you know, by today's standards as, as a similar type match. But it, it, those matches were very different because, They would, um, the, they would tape a few holes, but back then, you know, they had to set up every camera on every shot. The players had to wait around. Then they had to hit the shot. It's not like what it would be today where they're just going out and playing 18 holes. They did play a match, but there was a lot of downtime for those, those players in those matches. But those are, those are some, uh, certainly some interesting, um, antique footage, if you will, of golf (laughs) to, to, to watch. I've watched a lot of them in the, in the black and white. It's, it's really entertaining
0: in conversation with Trip Eisenhower from the Golf Channel commentator analyst former PJ and web.com tour player on Twitter at Trip Eisenhower GC. Okay, let's get away from the the fantasy matchup to the now FedEx Cup mm-hmm. underway. We have Tiger Woods I'm looking here looks like he is 1 under par on the 13th hole right now. Right. Um how did, the way Tiger's been playing? How do you feel about him heading into these FedEx Cup playoffs?
2: Well, you know, I... I certainly think he's capable of winning. I, I didn't think I would say that um, at the beginning of the year when I was watching him drive it all over the planet. Yeah. I still have a I still have a concern with the driver, and, and we saw that on the um, you know the 17th hole at um, at Bell Reef when he needed to hit a driver in the fairway and make a statement and put some pressure on Brooks Kepka. Um, he hit it in the hazard, ended up making a great par, but he certainly needed an eagle much more than he needed a par, and the only way to do that is hit a drive in the fairway, and he's not able to do that. Still, he's better, he's closer. Um, the swing at the uh, 15th hole, that driver swing, I would love to see repeated in the uh, under pressure of 17 at Bell Reve. I'm talking about and he's closer. He's way closer than, than, like I said, I anticipated he would be. His short game still magnificent. His sense for the moment, his ability to make those kind of charges and, and the electric atmosphere. I I was very fortunate. My, my rookie year on the PGA Tour was 2001, and that was the height of Tiger Mania. And I mm. can tell you, I never thought we would see anything like it again. But um, Bell Reed was very similar to those times and the, the players that were, um, you know, around in those times said, yeah, that had echoes of, of back then. So, uh, it's great. And, and people love the redemption story as well. I mean, we know Tiger is not perfect. He, he's made his share of mistakes, but he's learned from them and he's a wise, you know, he seems a lot, uh, smiling more. He's, uh, he's older in his forties. He's got kids. Parenthood gives you that kind of perspective. And, and um, I, I think it's good to see Tiger in a, in a better frame of mind, if you will, as far as that go and the fans, and it just, um, it's really good to see, and I think the game's in a good spot with him around doing what he's doing.
0: Yeah, and Trip, you're right, the the, the comeback angle, a, a man broken down so dominant trying to build his way back up, and it's been fascinating to really Watch his career progress because before it was, you know, steps onto the course and he, mentally he would have an edge and be, be the winner just before even playing sometimes because of his aura. Now, now that that's gone and the younger players now kind of want to play with Tiger and, and learn from or like, wow, this year why I got into golf or whatever. It's going to be interesting to see if he can. Win again, and then how that relationship with the younger golfers changes over over the next few months and a couple of years, I guess.
2: Yeah, and the, the interesting thing uh, to remember is, I mean these these young these players, these Brooks Kepkas, these Dustin Johnsons, these Jordan Spieths, Justin and Tiger created them. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. you know, he's he's got to now face what he was responsible really for, for inspiring these guys and, and making them better making them greater and really making them exceptional competitors because they had Tiger's blueprint to learn from. And, uh, you know, he's got, it's an interesting, uh, dichotomy, if you will, of what Tiger's got to face his own demons, but he, he's got to face the, the guys that he created that I, I, you know, these guys are, are the way Brooks kept the play coming down the stretch. He didn't look at all intimidated or anything by what Tiger Woods was doing. and, you know, those kind of players are out there now, and he's got a, a lot more of them to deal with than he used to. Um, the good news is I think Tiger's a golfing genius. He never forget that ability to win. And when he got in the hunt like that, I you could tell he missed it at St. Louis and really at the Open Championship as well at Carnoustie. Um, so – He's going to be just fine. He's going to win. Now, the big question is going to be winning a major, and right. that's where the driver issue, I still have an issue with a major. I think he can he can play around some of these other tournaments without a driver where he needs it some and can, can put himself in contention to win. But all in all, I, I just can't wait to see um, – you know Tiger Woods at the Masters next year. My gosh, I can't wait.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. In conversation with Trip Eisenhower of the Golf Channel, you mentioned Brooks Kepka there. What does this guy have to do to get some recognition to the general public cuz he, he wins the tournament, Tiger finishes second, that's all the love, and Brooks Kepka's been on fire. Like is this just a case where all right, you just just keep winning and eventually you'll get some recognition?
2: Uh he's he, he, he you're right. I mean, I just it, it, the problem was he he won. He won the tournament where Tiger made the had the best chance of winning yeah. a major. And so the focus is going to be on Tiger. He understands that. But look, he's going to be Player of the Year. There's no question about that. You win two majors in the same year, you are Player of the Year. That's and, and we have got to remember, he didn't play from January to May. Right. I mean, to the end of April, he didn't even play. So you know, he he played he played in three majors this year and won two of them. So, Jeez. I mean, uh, that, that it, and the way he played. Look, he's hitting 320, 330 yard drives in the middle of the fairway. And he just, that is so tough to overcome for a guy like Tiger Woods or anybody really competing. And he does not get credit for as good a putter as he is. He's a fantastic putter. And, um, I tell you, it, the Ryder Cup's going to be a, a big thing for Brooks Kepka because he's going to be, he's going to be a, um, he's probably going to play all five matches and I think he's going to win a lot of points for the U S side. And if the U S side does win, um, in France, it will, be, Brooks Koepka is going to be a big part of that.
0: Well, trip, we'll leave you with, uh, one last U S Ryder cup question. Do you think we see both tiger and Phil on that team?
2: Well, tiger can start working on his French. He is going to be uh, going to France. There's no question about that. Um, Phil is the one question. I think he's going to be on there for one word, Uh, gravitas, what he does in the locker room, his experience. He's been on every U.S. team since 1993. There is no question that uh, the experience and the the different things he does and his ability to flip a switch and and light things up when he needs to, even if he doesn't have a lot of form. I think he's going to be on the team. I give him an 8-10 chance of being on that team.
0: Tripp, really enjoyed our chat here. Thank you so much. You got it. Take care. All right, Trip Eisenhower, former PGA and Web.com Web.com Tour player, current Golf Channel commentator and analyst on Twitter at Trip Eisenhower GC. I think that Tiger Woods thinking by Trip is is fascinating. In that you you see what he's been able to do with that mindset shift, and we talked about this on the show. three weeks ago, whatever it was, when he said he's going to play in five of the next six tournaments, his mindset had shifted to winning. Not working on stuff, not just getting back out there, to winning. Came real close. What he does in this FedEx Cup tournament. And like Tripp said, next year at the Masters? Could that be? Imagine that. Imagine the comeback story. Just a broken man, right? Like that's a movie. Built his way back up and wins the Masters. Could you imagine? He's got a long way to go. Before we get to that, of course, but that'll be uh, very interesting to follow. After the break, Glenn Suter, CFL on TSN Analyst, one of the all-time great guys. Daron Carter, uber-talented receiver, heavy rumors, could be going to the Argonauts. They could use that firepower on offense. We'll talk to Glenn Suter about that and the relaxed touchdown celebration rules that the CFL are just rolling out. That and much more coming up, Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Back to Toronto Today on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app. I'm Andy McNamara. On Twitter at AndyMC81, the station at TSN 1050 Radio, and you heard during the commercial break, yes, TSN 4 Downs does return season three live at 11 a.m. this Saturday. So that's my NFL and fantasy football show, so we're going to have you covered the whole season. Get you ready. We'll be talking about the storylines through this preseason week, fantasy football draft tips and all that. We will have a lot of fun. And also this Saturday, be giving away some Domino's pizza. We'll have some DraftKings contest too. It'll be a fun year and a fun episode. So 11 a.m. this Saturday on TSN 1050. And every Saturday going forward, right through to the Super Bowl. So looking forward to that. But let's get to our Twitter poll of the day on TSN 1050 radio. And it goes around the Leafs again. This time, though, we're looking at point total. We're looking at the Maple Leafs, 105 points last season, 49 wins. If you had to bet, you're in Vegas, you're in a sports book. you look up, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to put some money down on the Maple Leafs. Are you taking the over, or are you taking the under on 105 points for the Leafs this season? That's what they finished with. So far, 76% over, 24% under. I'm saying under from the fact that I think they're going to have a very good regular season, but they're going to be peaking after the chemistry with John Tavares, the lines and all that, hit full stride post-All-Star break. Then I think they're going to come on strong, which is the idea, and head into the playoffs red hot. So I think they'll actually probably finish a little bit underneath that. I wouldn't be surprised if they went over, but I'm going to take the under. Joe, you're saying over for the Maple Leafs, and... But as we talked about earlier, we got to keep in mind, Tampa Bay is still the class of the division. The real wild card is going to be the Boston Bruins.
1: Polls dumb. Over. <laughs> vote
0: over. I vote over. Vote Gardner. At Joe
1: loves Leafs daily.
0: <laughs> vote Gardner. That's
1: not a poll! Vote Gardner. Yeah, I th- <laughs> when it comes down to the Maple Leafs are the exact same team they were last year, except they've upgraded on offense. And John Tavares is added a new dimension. They've become deeper down the middle. And the most interesting thing for me is... After they lost JVR and uh, mm-hmm. Bozak and Komarov, you thought, okay, that's a lot of depth. Like That's going to be hard to replace. And all they did is bring in John Tavares. And it's like, there's a lot of depth. Um, this team is very good offensively. Yeah, And you're going to have a chance for some wingers to step up with
0: the absence of JVR. right? You, you're going to have an opportunity for that. So does a Kapanen step up? Does one of these younger wingers seize an opportunity? Because ultimately, with this Maple Leaf feeder system, now they've installed so well since the Shanahan era of Marleys and Leafs intertwined, that model that Babcock and Shanahan brought over from Detroit. Right? For the Red Wings for years, decades, two decades of them making the playoffs. It was farm system moves up. Then what happens is those youngsters become veterans. The next group that comes up and it's you learn what it is to play and be a part of the Red Wing organization for a long time. leaves Leafs have no identity as a franchise. It was just stuff happening, usually bad. But now you're getting that flow. So you want to see the youth. You want to see the young players. As they come up, learn from the veterans and keep that cycle going. That's how you build dynasties. That's how you build legacies and have continued and sustained success. That's how you do it. So you can vote at TSN 1050 Radio, at AndyMC81. If you had to bet, are you taking over or under 105 points for the Maple Leafs this season? You can vote there. Still to come in the show, at noon, Zig Cassie, Sirius XM NFL host and anchor, we'll chat with him. Uh, On ESPN.com, apparently Richard Sherman is entering the daily fantasy sports business, not just as a spokesman, but a co-founder. Very interesting. Lots of NFL to talk about. Lots of CFL to talk about. Let's welcome in Glenn Suter, CFL and TSN analyst. Glenn, how's it going, man? It's going well. How are you, Andy? I am doing well. And, hey, the Toronto Argonaut fan base could be doing a lot better, too, if they get to watch Daron Carter in town. What do you think about that possibility with all the distractions included that come with Daron Carter, diva, uh, you know, that's his reputation. Yeah. Discarded, yeah, right? Discarded by the Rough Riders. Montreal, who could, Glenn, God, Montreal needs a Deron Carter, not interested. What do you think of him coming to the Argos? Well, first of all, I think a lot of teams could use his
3: athletic ability, could, could use the, the athlete that is Deron Carter. Yeah. The problem has all, has never been his athleticism or what he can produce on the field. That's never been his issue, as you know. As you mentioned, it's that diva attitude, that me-first attitude that he has a reputation for. And, you know, you thought that with a coach like Chris Jones, who sort of lets guys be themselves, that he could thrive in that environment and maybe understand and then sort of buy in a little bit to the team-first concept. In Toronto, I'm a little surprised that Toronto is the team that looks like it, they may sign him, only because Mark Tressman is very clear with his players' on the culture that he's trying to build. And all my discussions with Coach Tressman has always been team first. And that goes from how they line up for the national anthem to everything they do on and off the field while they're together. I mean, it is, it is you either told the line and you, and you told the team first line or you're not part of this team. That's been his mentality. That's been what he says and practices. In reality, uh, now the dynamic that's going on here, and I haven't talked to either of the guys since this news came out, uh, Mark Tressman or Jim Pop, but part of the dynamic here could be Andy that Jim Pop knows Deron Carter from his time in Montreal. Um, Jim Pop was the guy who. Almost for different reasons. It's a different player, different type of player, completely. But for different reasons, sort of talked Mark Tressman into bringing James Wilder Jr. onto the roster last year, and said to Tressman in their, you know, in their conversation. And I'm sort of paraphrasing here from what I sure. I've learned from Coach Tressman, but but Jim Pop saying, you know, trust me on Wilder. He's going to help our team. And Wilder was not a guy that was on the top of the radar for for Coach Tressman at that time, but he trusted in Jim Pops' opinion. And Wilder, of course, made a major difference in one of the reasons that they won the championship. So that same dynamic could be going on right now between, you know, a a GM who says, Coach, trust me, we can rein Daron Carter in, and boy could we use his athletic talent. And Tressman's probably saying at this point, I hear you on the talent, I'm very concerned with the other side of it, and they're trying to work through that. Um, this would be his last chance mm-hmm. for Carter, no question. And this could be, possibly, and I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic with Carter here, this could be with the discipline that Tressman expects, sort of the Randy Moss-Bill Belichick connection. Randy ah. Moss had that, had that diva sort of mentality and the only place that it changed was in New England with Bill Belichick, and and maybe there's a chance for Deron Carter in Toronto in that same sort of um, narrative.
0: Interesting, and I wonder too, not and, and maybe not for the same type of issues that his father did in Chris Carter, but he had the cha- he needed the change of scenery, and then became a Hall of Fame receiver from the Eagles. Over to the Vikings and it, when he was on his last chance, something clicked and off he went to a Hall of Fame career for, yeah, for Deron Carter. As, as you said earlier, Glenn, we know when he is right. This dude is unreal on the field. And for Jim Pop, who brought him in. Now, was Jim, Jim finished with the Alouettes in 2016. Yeah. Did he also let Deron Carter go or was that after him? I'm not sure. No, that
3: was after. No, that okay. was after. And, but he, you know, again, he, was one of the guys that I'm sure, you know, had the conversation with Carter, and and now he, you know, when he was in Montreal, he's in the same sort of boat here. I mean, he's a GM, not the coach, and he is he is talking about the the player and the person, but the athletic addition to the coaching staff. And now with Mark Trestman, you you've got to understand, and I, I'm sure, I, you know, again, I I haven't talked to Coach Trestman about this particular. Uh, move or news, but I have to believe that Tressman is going to have the conversation with Ron Carter and say, look, there will be zero tolerance. Absolutely zero. This is not a situation like you've been in other teams, where when something goes sideways, you turn to the coaching staff and say, you deal with it, I'm going to go and do my thing. That's not going to happen in Toronto. Not even with the sort of past history, you know, with with um the gm, so you're you're looking at you're looking at a absolute last chance for Daron Carter. I hope he can see it, understand it, and buy in because i I love watching his athletic ability on the field like yeah. everybody
2: else.
0: yeah, you really do. It'll be, boy, I I would love to to see it. And that's a weapon for McLeod Bethel-Thompson of the Argos. Now he's getting a little bit of momentum in his first two starts, both comeback victories. You add that to the equation, and Glenn, I'm sure from Jim Pop's perspective, he might be thinking, all right, this could be the tool, if he's right, that could help separate us from the rest of the division and try to solidify that second seed in the East.
3: Well, let's let's just say hypothetically that Carter buys him. Right. And he, and he and he understands it's the last chance and he buys in and he just toes the company line. I think company, that's maybe the wrong way. So toes the team line. Okay. Yeah. A, little, a different dynamic in football, but tows toes the team line. And and that, that means that now with Anthony Coombs at it, the speed of Martisse Jackson, the the great possession ability of SJ Green and Amante Edwards, who can still both get deep by the way, but you know, they're they're those great second down converters. I think yeah, it, it would really round out that offensive weaponry for the for the Argos. I mean now they have a little bit of everything and and even, you know, you could say a lot of everything. I mean Martisse Jackson and Deron Carter together as speed receivers, playmakers down the field. How do you defend them? How do you how do you double team in certain situations that team? And Anthony Coombs again I think is one of the most unrated player Underrated players in the game. If he could just stay healthy, he's he is such a great addition um, coming out of the backfield and doing what he can do. So so yeah, I, I think you know. First of all, McLeod Bethel Thompson is a top quality person. First fits into that structure. Maybe he can help Carter as well, and he's writing his own story and a good start for him in his in his journeyman like yeah. sort of.
0: It's <laughs> crazy.
3: It really is. 30 years old, getting your first real opportunity and taking full advantage of it. I I love that story as well in
0: Toronto. In conversation with Glenn Suter, CFL on TSN Analyst. Now, Glenn, some league news coming out that uh, the CFL has decided they are going to relax touchdown, celebration rules, and of course one of the knocks on the NFL is the no fun league, right? It's all right, hey, you yeah. just flip the ball, and if you try to have any fun, shame on you. Well, the CFL is looking to go a little bit of the, the other way. Are you a fan of this? I, I personally like the kind of the pomp and circumstance, as long as it's within reason. But
3: Yeah, within reason, and I, I do as well. You know, I, I've, I've bought into the evolution of the game, whether it's the player safety end, you know the old school guy in me says we should be able to hit receivers over the middle and all those things. You, you've got to let that stuff go. It is it is old news now. The league is moving forward. All leagues are moving forward in these directions, and this is one of them. The celebration aspect in Canada. I, I don't think they made this decision to you know to 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 say anything or make a statement to the NFL in any way, shape, or form. This is listening to their fans, and understanding the social media element of pro sports today. That those little clips get on Instagram, they get on YouTube, they get on Twitter, and all the other social media platforms. And those little celebration clips are talked about by fans that aren't necessarily diehard football fans, but are people that... You know, want to see what's new and what's happening, and are just staying in touch. And and if one of those little clips gets a a, a fan, a 25 year old in Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver or wherever, to buy a ticket to go see the game because they say, hey, this is kind of cool, it's interesting, it looks fun, I'm gonna go check it out. That's that's why this decision was made, I think. And yeah, and it has to be. So I, I'm old school. I and I used to when I played, I used to be so dang tired if I ever could get to the. NFL, <laughs> <laughs> then I, then I tossed, I tossed the ball to the official and moved on to catch my breath. But the old school guy in me says, Hey, just, you know, respect, uh, celebrate with your teammates and get, and be done with it. Get on to the next play. But I've evolved and I think everybody has to. And I like this. I think it's great rule. Let's have the guys have some fun within reason. But did you read the fine print, Andy?
0: Oh, what, what?
3: Okay. Well, in the fine print, you know, when you look back at, at the grabbing of the camera as a prop, the TSN ah. camera. Well, well, later in the announcement from the league, the 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 note was, oh, and by the way, whatever prop you may grab, you are responsible for financially if you oh. drop or break it. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, You'll get a so bill. <laughs> Yeah. So Darwin Adams in Winnipeg, it was really cool. I love that one when he grabbed oh. the, the sideline camera and he started shooting his teammates. I love that one.
0: That but, is great.
3: But if he <laughs> if he drops that camera,
0: it's worth about fifty K. Could you I imagine? <laughs> Dar- Darvin Downs, you're playing for free for the rest of the year, bro. <laughs> so that so, that is great. So you, hey, you can be as cute as you want, but yeah, if you break it, you bought it. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know, you can't you can't <laughs>
3: extend it. You can't have a prop hidden in the goalpost assembly or in your uniform, that kind of thing. But I love the and it was the last little note. Oh, and by the way, to the players. If you drop it, you buy it.
1: That's
0: that's amazing <laughs> to me, Glenn. Yes, I've I've uh, I, I never read the fine print, but once again, it's a good idea to do so. Yeah, uh, and, and there's some other notes in here it says you can't do anything like the the old throat slash or any right. real offensive stuff, which we get. But something fun crawling through the tunnel that we saw, right? Or or any sort of uh, choreographing of, of touchdowns. It's fun, like back in. What, when when Terrell Owens and stuff the popcorn or or uh, yeah, was it yeah. Ocho Cinco pretending he's rowing a canoe or something like those have some fun with it. It's an, it's all about competing for the entertainment dollar.
3: Get your clip on YouTube. Get your clip yes. your little celebration clip on Twitter and all those things. Yeah, I, I I agree. It's a it's a ton of fun and you know and and the other element of it. If I'm the Edmonton Eskimos and I'm my my boss, our TSN producer, brought this up to me when. Duke Williams ran through the signage after his touchdown. Now, he ended up getting a penalty, which will no longer under these new regulations be a penalty. So he, he ran into that signage. And Chris Cuthbert and I were calling the game, and we both talked about booster juice. Mm. We, we, were, we were both saying Duke Williams just went in for a booster juice. <laughs> now, if I'm Edmonton, I'm taking that little clip of television to... 500 or 600,000 viewers in that game. And I'm saying, guys, if you buy sign- signage on the sideline, this could happen.
0: Yeah, free advertising. Well, not totally
3: and, free, and, but, and that, Yeah, and that advertising that extends just having the sign there to another level, maybe that little clip goes to hmm. YouTube or Twitter or thousands of followers see that, and all of a sudden they go... Hey, boost! I'm gonna try booster juice.
0: <laughs> you know, it's out there and it's natural. It's not a forced commercial, right? That, that's that's always so exactly. much more powerful. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's uh, it's, it's just organic. It just happens. on Yes, sports. absolutely. Well, Glenn. Hey, I really appreciate you taking the time here. Have uh, which games are you calling this weekend?
3: I just have the one because I had the fishing trip lined up. So right. Uh, the producer, yeah. Producer said we'll give you the Lions Saskatchewan game at the end of the week, so you can.
0: Have time to clean the fish and maybe even barbecue a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy the fish, Glenn, and we'll uh, be watching you on Saturday. Thanks, I Appreciate right. it. See you later. Glenn Souter CFL on TSN Analyst. How about that? You use the prop, you break it, you bought it. We're going to step aside. Top of the hour, Zig for Cassie. We go from CFL to the National Football League from Sirius XM. So much to talk about in the NFL. That's next on Toronto Today.